Hey everyone, this is Hunter, and this is Hazardous Opinions. I got Eric and Andy with me, and we're going to be kind of diving into one of the earlier films of my favorite director, David Fincher. The Game. The Game. 1997. Got it. Mystery thriller drama. Starring Michael Douglas, Deborah Kara Unger, and Sean Penn. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this one's a good one. Uh, directed by Fincher, you could watch this one on Tubi or Prime. Yeah, Tubi's nice. It's always putting out really good classics like this and very free and easy to use. I really enjoyed this one. Looking forward to hearing your guys' thoughts on it. For those of you that have not watched this one in a while, uh, the basic premise is there's our main character, Michael Douglas, uh, who's playing Nick Uh, He's a wealthy investment banker in Cali, and his brother, Sean Penn, introduces him to an interesting game where he has to go do a bunch of experiments and physicals to get into. And then uh, once the game starts, everything starts to just get a little bit weird. (laughs) Uh, So what do you you guys rate this one? Eric, you go first. (laughs) So I I do like this movie i've i've seen the movie was it the hunt before this one uh which was also like one of those movies is like all right well who's in on it (laughs) and uh you know like escalating more absurd types of you know they're actually in on it type stuff so those aspects i like there's other things where it's just like it didn't really make sense for me um there's some like plot points in here that uh, i didn't exactly like because they just didn't feel like they were didn't even like make sense to what the whole point of it was anyways uh i'll I'll rate this like a uh six six point five maybe Kind of hurts my heart, Eric. But yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, I, I'll it's, take it. I, yeah, <laughs> no, it's okay, Andy. I, I want to hear from you since uh, since this is my favorite director in one of his films. I will go on a little bit more about it, but yeah, yeah I want to hear you. Kind of switch over from the thing. Mm-hmm. You got yeah, it. This one is a great minding mind bending thriller uh, that leads you on a chase. It makes you feel like you're in the game by the end of it. Uh, this one's an 8.1 for me. It's pretty good. All right. Dang, 8.1. Okay. Eric, I like Andy a little more than you right now. <laughs> no, I figured you would. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, 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 just. I'm a little hypercritical right now. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Like, I, I do like to hear differing opinions. So I'm like really glad that you have that take on it. Honest. No, no. Yeah, no, it's all good. Okay. Anything else, Andy, to like add to your rating there? I'm sure we'll get into all the different points. Perfect. Yeah, that's just kind of my concise review about it. Okay. Good movie. A little little long, but I I enjoyed it by the end. It made it worth it. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. At least the the journey was worth it in the end, right? Yeah. And I will say again, just like last last podcast, I. I'm really bad at ratings. I can't. I can't put a number rating to most of these things. It's kind of uh, 
I kind of go in the, you know, didn't like, I kind of liked it, liked it, and really liked it, or loved it, you know, kind of like those stages. So yeah, compared to most of Fincher's films, this would probably be more down on the list for me, but that's not a bad thing, and it's not saying anything bad about it. Yeah, I mean, with that man's repertoire, it's, uh, it doesn't take much to get below, like, stuff like Seven. Exactly. Like, he's he's probably, in his career, even he will admit to it, he's had one miss, you know? And that was Alien 3, his very first film. And that was because he didn't have the full reins on it. And he's a big, he's a big perf- perfectionist. He loves to control and he's not a person that will like not say those things about himself. He will admit to it that he is a big control OCD type guy. You know, he, he loves that. And that's what I love about him is that he's very particular and he gets things right. Like he will, so many actors that have worked for him will say they've gone through like 80 takes for one for one scene, you know, and that's insane. But Fincher just wants to get the right thing and what was envisioned in his head. And this one, I think I do enjoy it more than a couple others of his just because he he is a very pessimistic, nihilistic person. He'll also admit to that too and kind of show you how the world actually is at times and just kind of the darker side of the world, which I mean, it isn't, the world's not completely dark, but he, you know, he goes on that opposite side of the coin a lot. And this one ends (laughs) kind of, you know, in a great way, happy, not, not pessimistic or, you know, just kind of sitting in dread. You felt happy at the end of this one. I did. I did for sure. Well, I, I, I was devastated by the end of this one. Feel. You, you were devastated? I'm like, this man's traumatized now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but uh, hey, I mean, we'll go more into it, but yeah, I mean, really, if you think about it, this whole journey, he's the main character, Nicholas, he starts out as an asshole, a big asshole, like just, and he's yep. got traumas, right? It's very apparent from the flashbacks and everything like that. But by the end, like he kind of just seems changed. And he's like this, for some reason, this whole game, this whole thing he was put through made him realize like just what to love and appreciate in life. I felt like, you know, to kind of just more, more enjoy life. He was so pessimistic and just down in the dumps and just really focused on work but man like you can just see a change in the character how he interacts with people he what i do love about nicholas as a character he isn't that kind of comically bad person asshole he like you can kind of see hints of him being a genuine person and actually like can I say something about no, that? You're good. You're good. What's up? When you say uh, a comically like wealthy asshole, mm-hmm. have you seen 
National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes. <laughs> Do you yes. remember uh, that dude's boss? Oh my god! That yeah. was like exactly what you were think. I was thinking of when you said um, comically, like a comical asshole. Like the perfect that- example of it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'll let you continue. But like, that's no, you're good. That's like a good example. That. Like, but you know, Nicholas is not that. That is, uh, that is definitely a good point. So I'll let you continue. No, no, for sure. Like, I totally agree with you. And like, with this housekeeper, he could have been, he could have made her so small at times. Like, if you were watching a grade A asshole rich person in usual stories but no he treated her very nice and with his brother he's very forgiving even though his brother really seems like a fuck up sean penn like oh man you know any any regular guy would be so done with a brother like that but he like he just really cares about him and you know it that's kind of already in the beginning of the movie it's not even over the development of the movie it's you kind of see those hints right away and that's more of a complex asshole that, that i can appreciate you know I, I don't know how else to describe it other than that but yeah 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 no that's a good point i I did like um nicholas's character yeah he did exhibit like a lot of like uh flexibility uh especially in the beginning where he was um where he was like doing like board meetings and talking to all kinds of different people. Like he didn't like, he was like kind of an asshole, but like he was like little, it was just like sarcasm sometimes because, Mm -hmm. you know, he had people in his life that felt bad for him because, you know, his birthday was coming up and, you know, it was like the same age as his dad when, you know, that unfortunately happened. His dad's suicide. I think that was was that on his birthday or was it when he was 48? I don't know. I actually can't remember either. Yeah. I I mean, either way, uh, like uh, it was like some sort of anniversary event of this trauma that's coming up and people are trying to give him sympathy and, you know, he's just trying to suppress it. So. Yeah, he definitely goes through some shit, but he's not also like kind of a likable character. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of different from uh, those usual stories where his workers and everybody they tiptoe around him because he's an asshole. No, it's kind of like you said, Eric, that sympathy stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. that, that's very interesting already to start the movie off. Yeah, and um. Yeah, I mean, his brother Conrad, he uh, he, he did seem like a bit of an asshole too. He was, he seemed like he was hard to deal with. So oh, I yeah. definitely would understand if you just like if Nicholas was to write him off, but he didn't. You know, he heard him out. You know, gave him yes. a Christmas gift of this uh, CRS company and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or not a Christmas gift, birthday, birthday gift. gift. No, yeah. you're, you're good. <laughs> Christmas is coming soon for us in real life. So yeah, no, I understand why you why Yeah, not, John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's already Christmas lights all around town. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. And yeah, I'm a Grinch. 
and cold. Well, okay, I love Christmas, but I mean, it's not even past Thanksgiving. And you know what? Popular opinion. I'm not a huge fan of Thanksgiving. I'm a bigger fan of Christmas and Halloween. And I would like to skip over Thanksgiving, but <laughs> it does. It's it's kind of weird how Coles and those establishments are playing the Christmas music already. Come on, you know? yep. yeah. I, I actually prefer Thanksgiving, so that's probably why I dislike Christmas so much. Damn it, Andy! Okay. It's just it happens channel. every year. All right, we're gonna be warring <laughs> over this. All right, okay. <laughs> Anyways, what we're celebrating right, is Michael Douglas's yeah. birthday. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like the old film clip montage to start us off is like very well put together. When yeah. you know, in the intro of this movie, I really like it. In it, in the piano piece behind it also really adds to it i feel i enjoyed it i feel like it brings you right into the theme not 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 necessarily the theme but the mood of the movie i guess yes yeah and uh it really reminds me of the succession title card too i don't know if you guys have seen that series but that's one of my favorite all-time series and it's about a rich family too and like it really coincides with it with the flashbacks to those family pictures in front of a mansion and shit, you know, the, the rich people lifestyle. And it mm-hmm. really speaks to my heart because I love succession so much. And I bet maybe that's where succession got a little bit of its inspiration, you know? That's interesting. I, um, I was wondering, is that, real footage of his life like was that his parents and stuff they um i feel like i missed a little bit of something in the movie like when the clown initially appears on his driveway was that meant to like mimic something about his dad or am i just reading too much into that Mm. i don't think you did because i thought it was like a dead body and i'm like wow they're really fucking with them like this like oh man i mean I had no idea it was like a clown or even like not even a real person until he like picked it up. But I was thinking the exact same thing with like uh, with the uh, facing down. I thought they were like messing with him because they knew that his dad did the same kind of. Yeah, it, it was like his same resemblance. I don't think you were looking too far into it. OK, yeah, yeah, I agree with Eric there. Yeah, good question, Andy. That was good. Yeah, no, like when you. When you look at the ending of this and you think back to that clown part where the clown body was found on the like <laughs> the driveway, yeah. it's like, oh man, like that's actually really dark. I don't know why they mess with him in that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, Big man, trauma. there's Big no trauma. holding back. Mm-mm. No, not at all. And like like I said too, you can already gather that Michael Douglas's character is a horrible person, kinda. I mean, you know, he has his good aspects kind of hidden there, you know, peeking out a little bit. But it's not cheesy and over the top with like him yelling at his employees or, you know, it, it's just a little bit of dialogue. And Michael Douglas, like, he he plays a really good asshole. Yeah. And it's his birthday, for God's sakes. And like, seems like he's just been to a funeral. He's so down in the dumps and so straight-faced, 
right away. But you can kind of sense that there's something there, you know, kind of a, a kind of a longing, especially with the traumas being in those flashbacks and they, them keep on coming up to him and him being around his brother. And obviously he has a, he has a soft spot for his brother that Sean Penn plays, you know? Yeah. I also have a question is, uh, is, is his brother also rich? I believe so. so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. But since he's a little shithead that he is, I think he blows through that money and stuff. And oh. maybe that's a uh, part of the problem. Yeah. Well. yeah. It's probably a split inheritance and in where Douglas yeah. made money off the money. Penn seemed like he was going to rehab or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me of the, the scene at the end when they when they get the bill. Is, yeah. Oh my god! You want to split this? I can movie. only imagine how much. I, I remember making comments throughout all this because, like, the, I like because I know they were like paying people here and there. Yep. You know, they paid the the waitress uh, four hundred dollars to just spill yeah. a drink on him. Yeah. Well, that was so, a lie too because she was one of the main people. Oh yeah, she was an employee, so yeah. that was a lie. But either way, yeah. like they they ha- must have a massive budget for these things. They had breakaway glass. They had you know they they were dumping cars into the river. You know, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, it's like they were saying that there was um safety nets throughout the whole thing. But <laughs> I yeah. you know like they must have used the same as like movie magic or something to make it that convincing because that was. A lot of those points were just nuts. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I could see all the blanks and stuff, but like dropping him into the water, I'm like, were you really going <laughs> to save him though? Like, what if he just, because he unbuckled his seatbelt, I think. Well, like, okay. What if he so, just broke his neck open or, or said. So I'm pretty sure somebody, I don't know if it was, uh, I can't remember now if it was Sean Penn, like his brother's character, but somebody mentioned to him that there was a diver down there in the lake like ready to oh yes yeah it, no, it's a little line that. but um i latched onto it because i'm like okay that part totally makes sense now okay. like thank yeah. god you know that it was kind of like yeah like <laughs> crashing them into the fucking water like they they went totally extreme during <laughs> this game i don't know how they thought of this shit or you know what they <laughs> thought he would do but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and like it does lead me to some questions that I have about this whole game. So when he first gets signed up for this test and he goes into CRS and talks to this guy that's uh trying to sell him on this uh on this game. Yes. All he he like super vague about everything. But one thing he says about the game is that it fulfills something that's lacking. And my whole the whole time I'm watching this, I'm trying to figure out what is being fulfilled that is lacking. I must have maybe I missed something like towards the mm-hmm. end or something. I think that was like the enticement of the game for him to feel fulfilled. Obviously, that was a good uh, it worked for him. He got him into the game. Kind of yeah. to sell him on it. Right. But right, the Andy? twist was what it was lacking was he was lacking some humility and you know, yes. other traits. Yep. I do feel like the whole purpose of this game, like even his brother kind of knew, like his brother kept mentioning that this really helped him. 
And I do believe that his brother was maybe put through this or or he just found out about it. And he's like, this might be good for my brother, you know, because you can see the state that Michael Douglas his character, Mike, Michael or uh, Nicholas, sorry. Nicholas. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. I just said Michael Douglas. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Not his actual name. But yeah, like you can see the state he's in in the beginning. And it's like, OK, this guy does kind of need a wake up call. To yeah. actually enjoy life, right? And in this whole fucked up way, I feel like this game was supposed to kind of wake him up to what's important in life. And like Andy said, humility, like quite, you know, even one of the first parts of the game, he helps this waitress. He sticks with her. You know, he wouldn't have done this for a random person, probably in the beginning. Yeah. Way, you know? Yeah, that's that's true. I was like, I was a little bit confused on like how he just witnessed her lose her job and he just sat down and didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they, apparently they had to nudge him be like, yeah, no, you can't let that fly. But and I thought that was cool. But yeah, I guess humility is like the whole point, uh, you know, getting rid of all his money game <laughs> being left for yes. dead in mexico yeah yeah like yeah really, the, it that all makes sense now i guess really downsizing him and yeah. putting him through the ringer that rich people don't go through because they're kind of they're cushioned yeah, it's true you know? did yep. they so i missed the part about the diver and the thing did they have any security nets for mexico like he was in the middle of nowhere what if he I'm just sure got somebody did I, I think I keep an eye on him. that guy. I'm pretty sure that guy that was at the U.S. Embassy mm-hmm. was in on it because he seemed like uh, really honest stuff. He about... was very unhelpful. <laughs> uh, he actually was. Yeah. Well, I think that was like a part of the game, wasn't it? Well, if he was helpful, you know, yeah, then it was an easy ride back. Right. You know, exactly. Yeah. So he had to ask for a ride, which is something that he would have never done as a rich person. No, yep. right. Yeah, yeah, riding public transport instead of a private car, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what I do also love about this movie is it doesn't take terribly long to get into the main plot point with the brothers meeting up at that restaurant and him being like, hey, happy birthday. You know, this is what it is. And it's also very believable that Douglas and Penn are brothers. It it like seems like Douglas is an older brother that is annoyed with Penn. You know, they played it <laughs> yeah. very well, I thought. And, you know, it just it adds to the movie that they are believable as brothers. It is very believable. I um though I said to myself while I was watching that part, I'm like, there's a lot of exposition in this scene. Like they did this mm-hmm. diner date just to give you all of Douglas's uh back uh background information and um stuff like that. Was it a I, diner I or was it like a really fancy restaurant? Uh, like a fancy restaurant they um yeah definitely they, they, they talked about like their dad and stuff there and oh I guess he's yeah. probably priming him for the game but i was like they're telling us a lot about his backstory <laughs> yeah 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 you know i i don't think it was too long because the scene like when i watched it i remembered it being longer but i'm like okay like they do explain quite a bit in here and it's very helpful for you to get into the whole plot and it, it moves on pretty well, I think. Yeah. When do you think the game actually started? Because the 
one secretary that walked in and wished him a happy birthday was that blonde girl. Mm-hmm. So was it from the beginning of the movie? I wonder if anyone from that diner or the place was in on it too. I want to say that it was at the restaurant they were at. And when he was signing or when Sean Penn's character gave him the gift, I want to yeah. say that's when it started. Cause obviously, you know, the waitress that yep. spills on them. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say it started when he prompted him about the game. It makes sense. But like the, there's no evidence for that though, because these, all this stuff is what you're talking about with the waitress and stuff. That was after he uh, went to, did the physical and signed up and stuff and did the application. Yeah. yeah. That part was, or um, I think the first time she spilled on it on him was before. And the second time was after it. Yep. Yep. Oh, I, I feel like, wait, right? there was yeah. a first time. I guess I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Between... There was a first time when his brother and him like first sat down in that restaurant. I'm pretty That's sure. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he makes a comment. He's like, you spilled like twice on me. And yeah. Like, the next time. And then yeah. he basically like kicked them out of here. He's like, can you get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> I was like laughing about how rude they were to these. Uh, oh my God. Staff. I know they acted like such pretentious assholes. Like yeah. <laughs> entitled. Yeah. And once the mention of the game comes about, you're hooked. You can't help yourself. Like you're almost wondering what's a guy like this going to think or do with a game. Yeah. That, that his brother prompts him about, you know, just the character he is, you're like, okay, what is this guy going to go through? What, you know, what is he going to do? How is he going to react? That's, that's the hook. You know, you're seeing all the questions and uh, the physicals that they're putting him through. And you're like, huh, is he going to run into all these scenarios? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, this is very interesting. And I, he, for being such an asshole, I was like, he's sitting through a lot of bullshit. Like this is like army level physical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's there I for thought- like hours. He was there all day, pretty much. And then once he got done, you know, I, I think that's when he went home and uh, found the the clown or whatever. And then after that, he went back out in public and you like you could tell like cinematography was great because like you could tell like he was like on the lookout, like looking at everybody around him. And I remember yeah. making a comment. I'm like, it's not a question of or now it's a question of like who's in on it. You know, this is when I started doing right. that game where it's like, who, yeah, who's in on it? And what then trust? like a bunch of weird things started happening like that. <laughs> that lady or that man dropped the keychain with the clown on it. Yeah. The lady with the baby picked it up and then he looked at <laughs> that guy across the room. I'm like, all right, well, everybody's in on it. Like, this is nuts. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? And. Okay, you speaking of cinematography, Eric, do you guys want to know something? I'll bring up a fun fact right now. The cinematographer, his hand is the one that goes underneath the stall and asks for toilet paper. (laughs) I I swear to God, that's the cinematographer, the director of photography. Like, that's him. (laughs) That's awesome. I know. I, I was feel like so that confused was another... why he didn't give him the toilet paper because, like, oh I God. saw him walk out of the bathroom <laughs> and the toilet cool. paper was sitting right there, bro. <laughs> yeah, Dude, like, come on, is it that hard? <laughs> He's it's such he a said to look move. to his right and grab it. I think it was just another good setup of 
like it doesn't affect me like it's not my problem he, he yeah. won't help he won't help random people and then like even though it's a woman he helps a waitress it's not right away i honestly don't think oh man like i'm kind of seduced by this woman it's like i will help you know yeah it didn't really seem like that at all so i think that was kind of like giving a hint okay usually in his everyday life he would not go out of his way to help somebody yeah in need you know it yeah. is it was a really simple request like give the fucking man some toilet paper dude <laughs> you know he he needs it <laughs> i would even say that's out of his way at that point that is just like a two second favor <laughs> exactly savings like, a man butthole. <laughs> yeah i like how they do a really great job of breaking him down bit by bit like one of the first things they do is when christine and him are running from the cops uh, was it yeah her name was christine right yeah yeah christine like, yes it was christine Four yep. names she tells us at the end, so I got them mixed up. Oh no, I get you. Yeah, I think it's actually Claire, by the way. But yeah, the ahead. real name. They're yeah. running from the cops, and one of the first things uh, that happens to him as bad is his suit gets ruined when they jump into the dumpsters. <laughs> yes, and I feel yes. like that was a really good initialing, initial humbling moment for him. Exactly. Like, oh, Humbling moments. He lost the one shoe and he's like, that was a thousand dollars. She's like, for a pair of shoes? He's like, yeah, that was just yeah. that one. <laughs> I'm like, just shit. that one out of the pair. Yeah. Okay. The one shoe. Thousand. All right. It, it, God, even for the 90s too, guys. Like, Jesus. But yeah, no, like you said, Andy, humbling moments that like this game had a lot of those. And that's why yeah. I felt like it... It was this whole game was for character development, basically, and for him to reach a conclusion at the end, like a very eye opening conclusion. And I think that's what his brother was trying to do for him is actually help his mental health and everything. That's that's the interesting part of this game. It's not just willy nilly, you know, just a fun game. It's yeah, yeah, like a lot of character development in it. Yeah, and it seemed like gave him purpose as well as humility. Um, he wanted exactly. to go on a date with that girl. He didn't care about anything else, all the fine pleasantries of the dinner at the end. He's just like, I just want to go on a date with you. No, and grab a drink at the airport. Like, really, that's that lavish for him. It's yep. not, you know, he, he yeah. doesn't care anymore. It's just, yeah, like, I'm going to do this because I want to. And I'm a regular person. And this is what's like, up, Eric? Sorry, I, I was just saying, like, no, after good. he after she drove away in the cab or whatever, you could see on his face that he was a little, like, cautious still about the whole, mm. <laughs> like, after all that shit, you know, you, you kind of got to wonder, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought that was funny. Really good actress, honestly. Like, all these people, really good actors. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where, these, where this company found <laughs> these guys. Serious. Yeah. And like the whole the whole company of CRS putting on the game, they're they're very sus right away. You're right, like you're worried about what's in store when when they're doing the whole interview with him and everything and setting up the the paperwork. It's like actually that one test that they did on him. It's an actual psychology test to test your mental health. So that was interesting to also learn. Hmm. That's what psychologists use, apparently. really enjoyed that uh, all the little subtle details through it, like CRS 
mm-hmm. was remained the same. Like it was still CRS throughout the movie on everything. Yeah. But the actual expelled out acronym was different every time you seen it. Oh yeah. Um, so each time you see it on a that. van, it was something completely different in like words. Critical response service or something. Yep. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. And also the game, like when it starts out, it really starts out in a creative way. I haven't seen a scene like this, but when he's in his mansion and the TV pops on with the news anchor and the news anchor starts talking to him all of a sudden in little bits, it's like, okay, what the fuck? You're, you're, (laughs) you're locked in. You're locked in there. You're like, okay, this guy's in store for some shit yeah (laughs) you know and i i just loved how they started it off there where it was really off for the main character for nicholas when i uh when i first saw that i was starting to think that it was something bigger than just a company like I, i was starting to think it was something supernatural or like or whatever because like they they would either have to pay that guy to do the like after obviously afterwards I found out that it was an actual company and they are like paying people to do stuff. But at that point, like with the with the clown and then the the TV, I thought it was he was like cursed or something like I didn't know what to expect. No, no. Every every turn, it kind of throws you for a loop. It's like, OK, like what is going on here? That's that's what I love about the movie and how the resolution is. At the yeah. End, you know, honestly, didn't think that he was going to survive it. No, I still want to find out how they did that. The TV thing. Cause this is back in, this is 97, right? Yeah. 97. Yep. So like video conferencing technology wasn't really like a thing yet. So was it like all pre-recorded and they expected his response? You know, Andy, or- they're like live broadcasting it in there with microphones. That is a good question. That is I was really thinking that question. too. I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking about that too. Cause like if this is 97 and you know, they can't just uh, stream uh, like that. I was thinking that yeah. the, this company, either it's like supernatural or this company is, has some higher technology that's more <laughs> advanced than the general public. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, that's a really good question. Honestly, <laughs> my response to that would be, this is a movie. Uh, <laughs> you can't think about it too so much. Generic. You, just, you just can't think about it too much. I don't, yeah. you know, I, I wasn't old enough to know the technology like right then and there. Yeah. And I don't know if that was possible, but in this movie, possible, I guess. Yeah. It is possible. Like yeah. anything's possible. Right. You keep right. saying like like how are they doing this or that or there's so many things, but then they go to the lengths to explain so much of it. And now I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I have to question everything. You right, right. Yeah. I, I need yeah, an explanation on this part. Yes. Yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> and you're you're just as confused as Nicholas is when that news anchor starts talking. You know? Yeah. You're like, okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> So one of the other talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) Either I'm really drunk or really high. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta lay off the booze. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) One of the other tricks they did, 
that I was thinking about until the very end. Uh, well, at least I think just now I've finally realized it. They had the the books in Christine's apartment when he goes there that were like a half rack. Like yeah, those with backs on it. It's all like, props. I'm yeah. like, would it be not cheaper to just get real books? What was exactly. the point of that? Yeah. So let's spend time on this shit, bro. <laughs> and now <laughs> that I'm looking back on it, I realize that, oh, he was meant to freak out and yes. realize there. Yeah, oh. yeah. And like, yeah, I guess. One of the really weird things in that apartment is also like, like you said about the books, but that lamp, that was a big clue and hint there oh, yeah. with the tag on it and it was burning. Yep. Yeah, I felt like that was a very creative, like let on. Yeah, it, I think you know? they, they gave him a lot of outs. So in case he didn't notice yes. one, he knows another. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And that's why she left the room for so long, too. I'm sure yep. just so yes. you can just wander around and do that. I just didn't think about that. I was just like, why is this whole prop room set up? I was more confused about like <laughs> her being the employee. I, I like, we didn't even know that she was an employee. So I'm yeah. like, if she doesn't live there, then we're like, <laughs> wait, why is she there? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't right. Know. And yeah, you go ahead, Andy. Uh, I was just going to say, it makes more sense looking back on it retrospectively, too. Like, why Christine's so weird? I thought maybe she's just quirky throughout the movie. Yeah. 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 She just makes a lot of interesting decisions. And then, she does. obviously, come to realize, like, they're all purposeful. Like, her jump into the dumpster instead of, you know, like, trying to climb down or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> who thinks of that, right? That was wild, <laughs> dude. I would not jump in any fucking dumpster, like, from that height. Because people will be throwing away furniture, glass, <laughs> all that stuff. You'd be maimed if you tried doing that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> one fact, one fun fact before I get into the fun facts at the end. Yeah. That actress, I like I saw in an article, that actress that played Christine, she broke her ankle during production. And oh, oh no. she also like she jumped into that dumpster and there were actually rats. There were live rats in there. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. no. She like she almost got an infection and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Like yeah. I, I just think that's super interesting. Like that, that is. And this Holy is San shit. Francisco. Like I wouldn't jump into a dumpster in a normal city, but yeah. like in one of the biggest Californian cities. Uh no. Nope. Yeah, that no. is rat city. Thank you. And I will say, like, this game is actually the game that Michael Douglas's character is in. It's actually very thrilling and still makes sense, like, why it was thrilling and, like, very eerie and dangerous in a genuine way. Also, like, when the reveal happens, you still, like, think back on it. Like, uh, that was still, it still seemed dangerous, you know? Yeah. Even, yeah, it was really Even convincing. though it was all fake and harmless, it it seemed very, like, life-threatening. And that, that's yeah. also what I love about it, too. You know, it totally throws you for a loop until the reveal happens. Yeah. I thought, I mean, it's the intention of the movie to have that fake reveal at the end on the roof and then have the real oh, reveal after he jumps I, I off. That. Yeah, yeah. It kind of went back and forth like, there. You know, it doesn't give you it doesn't give the twist out to you plainly right yep. away. And that's where I. Uh, said from the beginning that like this guy's gonna have some mental scars at the end of this like to get yeah. to the point where you're gonna jump mm -hmm. off a building and kill yourself like yep. takes a certain mental state that i don't know if he's gonna like 
no. get rid of in his life. Oh, he was ready to pull the fucking trigger on that. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was totally ready. And yeah, them busting down through that door. And oh my God, I seriously thought his, I thought he shot his brother genuinely. Yeah. That was a very good, like, fake out that Fincher did there. Yeah. That, like, I thought Sean Ped was dead. You know? To, like, set that up is insane, too, for, like, her to exactly. be trying on the radio. And, yeah. like, all of her acting is just amazing to be like, yes. oh, my God, this one's a real gun. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. Like, rewinding from the beginning, that mansion yeah. scene with the blacklight graffiti, that's stunning. That is, like, that yeah, really, really cool really cool looking and especially with the song accompanying it oh yeah very that was, good yes that was um one pill makes you stronger and <laughs> or wait no that was the that was the end credit song no eric i think that was the song yeah was i think it played i dun, think it played dun, twice dun, yeah good and yeah with the woman sing right yeah I can't think of the song title right now. I don't know what it's called. I I recognize it, you know? One pill makes you... Yeah, no, Eric, it's that one for sure. Go ask Alice. Yep. White Rabbit. White Rabbit? Okay. Yeah. Okay, there it is. Yeah, no, I I loved that song accompanying it, you know? I thought that whole feel and vibe was perfect. I think Alice in Wonderland is a really good, good, good vibe for the music there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that David Fincher was trying to say life's a big game <laughs> with this movie? <laughs> I feel like it's a lot more simple of just, hey, don't be a douche. <laughs> All right. Like, okay. Know, yeah. Take take what you have and like take an outside look of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. look look at how many millions they had to spend to get this guy to look inward, type of thing. Like. Yeah, uh, maybe it's a cheaper way. Although they spent millions on this movie, but a cheaper way for you to watch this and be like, "Oh, I wonder what kind of stuff I do in my life that I should reevaluate." Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, Eric, what do you think? Like, was he trying to say life is a big game, and you know, you just gotta you gotta be the best you can be? Yeah, I think he was just. Yeah, I think uh, the whole point of like what actually matters in life, you know, because it's easy to like, especially with like having that much money and running a business, it's kind of easy to be in that same rat race as if you would like any other class, like middle class, poor, whatever. Just work, go home, sleep and (laughs) do nothing else. But like you just like got to break out of that is like realize just like yeah you can go interact with people like you could just go do stuff it doesn't matter who they are and i think that's what he got by the end of it yeah so that's what i think oh and i genuinely think that fincher is warming up with this one it's like with this movie it's not as demented and on the dark side like seven zodiac and gone girl with three movies I consider masterpieces, but yeah, I'd say this one is more fun and a good break in between Fincher films. That's probably why I do really appreciate it. I know it's his style, but it really ends on a different note than most of his. You know, more more hopeful, 
I wouldn't say completely happy, but more hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. It was a happier uh, ending than what I was expecting, honestly. Honestly, I didn't even expect that ending. So <laughs> I, I guess uh, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely thought we were uh, going into one of Fincher's other endings with that rooftop scene. And I'm like, oh, this is very fucking dark. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah shooting his own brother, right? Yeah. 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 And it's it's really interesting that Fincher has made all these dark, pessimistic films that I love with all of my being. But I'm honestly like me as a person, I'm com- I'm the complete opposite in my outlook on life compared to the tones of these movies. It's yeah. just I really feel like like quite a bit of movies and films like it really brings you out of your comfort zone. It brings you out of your real life. And it's kind of, it's, it's an adventure and a getaway all the time. And his, they are the darker side of the moon a lot of times. And I do like kind of exploring that because I don't get that in my, in my actual life and in my everyday life. I don't get, a lot of pessimism and you know kind of the nihilistic look on life and people and what we do as humans that's awesome man yeah like uh i i'm i (laughs) i have uh like seasonal depression so like Mm -hmm. like real bad in the winter time i can get pretty down some and have a more of a negative outlook on life which really mm-hmm. sucks, but yeah, you know, like there's also where you like, you know, there's these David Finch films where like you, you can kind of resonate with that where it's like, I guess resonate isn't the word. Maybe what am I thinking? Relating like, to express the feeling through these, these uh, movies, I guess. Yeah. Live vicariously through. Yeah, live yes. vicariously. Yeah. Yep. It's like that's how I feel. I, I, I feel the same way. You you know, I guess you resonate with a character in that and mm-hmm. that aspect. So Yeah, kind of a, a projection to latch onto, basically, yeah. is kind of like what I'm saying with that. And he is the he's the master of thrillers, I feel. Uh that's why I do love him a lot. Thrillers is like thriller is one of my favorite genres. And I feel like he he just knows how to tap into that and keep you invested in different ways that other movies can't. Just tones, you know? Yeah, that's like thrillers do it different than other ones. I mean, they can really pull off like some interesting stories. Like some of the best movies I've ever seen are just like someone in a car on a phone call. I mean, I wouldn't say like they're the best movies I've seen, but like there's like surprisingly good movies for what the premise is. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. With that being his realm and him being able to pull off that kind of stuff is, uh, you know, it's also really impressive. Oh, definitely. And I, I just feel like this is kind of a kind of a gem in his pile of nihilism and the darker side of humanity mm-hmm. that like this ending, it's just different from 
basically all of his films. And that's why I love it. And I feel like everything is believable and makes sense when you put it all together for this game. Yeah. That Michael Douglas goes through, but it's like some, some plot points don't make sense, but like I told you guys, it's, it's a movie and fiction. So like I accept it, you know, (laughs) it's, it's not real life. So I'll just take it as it is. I don't think any company or anybody would ever go through a whole life game like this. Yeah. You know, it, it's just a story. It's a story that we can just enjoy and that never happens in our everyday life. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I feel like with the liability being there and also uh the the unpredictability of people mm-hmm. in general, uh I feel like that'd yep. be bad business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. they were able to predict what he was doing. But other than that, like, nah, you wouldn't <laughs> be able to do that shit. No. And my favorite part about Fincher's thrillers, which is basically like all of his movies, he he loves doing thrillers, which I love. And like my favorite parts are the jaw dropping, enticing twists, just like in this movie. And I have many words for them, but. Those are only those are a couple that I can name, you know, just jaw dropping, enticing. Yeah, yeah. This, this movie is, is one of those. Yes, yeah, this, this is one of those movies that like there's no way you can guess the ending. I mean, no. most movies you watch and you're like halfway through, you're like, yeah, I could probably guess how this is going to end. And then like halfway through this movie, you're like, I have no yep. idea. <laughs> No, no, like he he just leads you on an adventure hunt and like the twist, then a twist, the layers, yeah. guys, you know, they're, <laughs> layers, they're layers. Yeah, I love what Fincher does. And, yep. you know, even if he doesn't write them, he constructs them very well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the, the one negative I do want to say about this one is mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to hold up on subsequent watches uh how do you feel about this since you've seen this a few times i've seen it twice now and i would say it doesn't it doesn't keep my attention as much as other fincher films but it is very fun to be like so you go through most of the movie feeling pretty negative and okay like something bad's gonna happen right then the end it's like oh like surprise it's it's real life again it's supposed to be a like a a moment of levity you know it's just a birthday gift Mm -hmm. this whole time and then you're kind of you're kind of brought back to reality after all this that michael douglas has gone through and that you've gone through with him like I, I like that feeling because, like I said, most of Fincher's films, they are just <laughs> down in the dumps for all the way through. You know, it's it sucks. Yeah. What's in the box? <laughs> you know, seven. Yeah. Oh, man. Just a lot of his endings are just very, very terrible. 
And seven has held up way. really well for me because I feel like mm-hmm. it's still a really good mystery. Yes. Even if you know the ending. Yep. But for the game, I just don't know if it's going to hold up as well, knowing the whole ruse and everything. Very I'm fair. Eager to watch this again. Very fair. It it might be a one time watch. It might be for a lot of people. Yes. I definitely did mind. Still a good movie. That's what I think too. Yeah. Yep. I I definitely didn't mind watching it a second time. And um, I'm wondering what would you guys do in this situation? Like, what would you do if you were in a game like this? Oh, if <laughs> I was in a game like that. Honestly, I was trying to put myself in that situation. <laughs> in that shit. And uh, I I would just, I would be like, fuck all this. Yep. I'd just like go home and like lock the doors. I ain't doing it no more. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, he, go, he went home and his house was like trashed or whatever. And then they're like, I don't know, they like sold his house or something after they abandoned him in Mexico or something. Oh, like, yeah, foreclosed. It was foreclosed. Yeah, yeah yep. foreclosed. Yeah. But yeah, I. It's so hard to say what you do because this is such an extreme scenario that you don't really know till you're there. Like, imagine mm-hmm. being a millionaire for one or however rich he is <laughs> and then losing all that. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. But or do you then even again, put yourself like in those two thousand dollars shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one half of the two thousand. <laughs> yeah. down. At one point, you gotta wonder, like, at what point would you withdraw? Because, like, as yeah. soon as uh, he left that place, that's when shit started going crazy. Because, well, he went to dinner, and then that, that was the thing with the the waitress, and then that guy keeled over. I thought that was mm-hmm. real at first. Yeah. And oh, then they yeah. The, to the hospital. Yep. And then light shut off and the, <laughs> the gurney was empty. I'm like, oh, that's messed up, dude. Yeah. I really <laughs> love that scene. I'm glad you brought that one up. Yeah. You yes. can see people running away in the distance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, come on. and i actually have a fun fact about that scene too that i'll say at the end oh no yeah that's that's good that's a good part eric i'm so glad you brought that up Uh, and honestly guys i i don't know what i would do in this situation either like if my if my sister because i only have one if my sister brought me a birthday gift as this game through this company i don't know what i'd do Honestly, like it, it, it's kind of a, it's an elongated gotcha moment, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I would think all this is real because, you know, I'll be honest about myself. I can be pretty gullible. I can, you know, yeah, me too. And I I wouldn't be able to pick out the freaking little detective pieces that you have to find throughout this thing. I, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> and i also wanted to ask you guys would this work in a present day like yes. situation a game this game would this work in present day with all the technology we have and everything like that maybe i mean there would be nuances that wouldn't be like a lot of it would be about the same because his phone was pretty much cut off throughout the whole thing anyways Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, the only thing that really makes it different today as much as our, you know, our smartphones and what we can do with them in any situation, right? But if we don't have mm-hmm. them, if we don't have our phones, we're basically the same person as we are, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think with Michael Douglas's age and his character type in this movie anyways, his circle is small. So it's not like you were just that he had an infinite number of people to contact to be like, Hey, tell me if I'm crazy. This yeah, is going on. Exactly. Right. Right. I suppose it can't play out exactly the same as this game went, but like, you know, with technology nowadays, it would have to be altered. It sure. would definitely have to be yep. different. Yeah. So like, I think it would be cool if there was like a more modern version where, mm-hmm. you know, like people like, you know, the person that was playing was like scrolling through social media and like, yes. you know, all his friends were turned into bots and like turned against him or something for whatever oh, yeah. reason. I mean, that'd be cool. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, it could definitely be with like the technology we have. It could definitely be a lot more interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah, especially if he's rich, he could be in a Tesla that starts driving (laughs) in a different direction. You know, I don't know. Yeah, self-driving. Hell yeah, uh, upgrades. Could hack it. You could hack it. Yeah, Yeah. upgrade, Andy. I'm so glad you brought that up. I love that movie. We can bring. Let's let Logan Marshall Green do the uh, the game two. (laughs) The game two featuring Logan Marshall Green. (laughs) Yeah, or I mean, Michael Douglas is still young enough. He, he could probably, oh, dude. I think Michael Douglas could still pull it off. He acts he, the same way he does. He could be the uh, like great uncle or something of one of uh, Penn's kids yes, and yes. bring it back to him. <laughs> Andy, can we workshop this? Or, <laughs> yeah, you know? I'll I'll message. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Eric, can you be camera guy? And oh yeah. I don't know what the hell I'll do, but I'll I'll be in on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's make a movie, yeah. man. You'll, you'll fund the fifty million for the movie. There we go. Yeah, I fifty million, guys. I have the money. Don't worry about it. Okay? Oh yeah, yeah, you got the money. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's how much this one was, but I feel like that probably double nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Would you guys like to know some fun facts? Yeah, yes. bring it on. Okay, so Fincher was gonna make the game before seven, but. Since Brad Pitt was available and ready for seven, he shelved the game until after. That makes sense. Yeah, I, Pitt's they, a high, he's like, uh, isn't he uh, a list? I think Brad Pitt at the time. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he really wanted Pitt. Yeah, yeah. So were they in production already with this one, or was it like just still workshopped? They were not like, in production. It was workshopping. Yep. Okay. I feel like it'd be so hard to drop this one in the middle and then be like, okay, I'm going to oh, come back to oh, this. Definitely. Yeah. How could you? It's yeah. It's a pretty complex like thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that I got these fun facts from IMDb. I'll give them credit here. Of course, it, they're not my own fun facts that I have researched. I was too young to know this stuff. <laughs> at the time. <laughs> how could you? Yeah. yeah. And uh, David Fincher, he's also stated that he isn't proud of this film. He he thinks he never should have done it. And it's mostly due to the fact they couldn't figure out the third act for it. 
also. Yeah, that makes sense, but I, I feel like this is still a really good addition to movie culture. I do. It's it's in the Criterion channel, even. Or yeah. uh, it's in the Criterion catalog for, you know, one of the best. So it's very surprising to hear Fincher say that, but he isn't proud of it. And also, there's a lot of behind the scenes where he he was fighting the studio quite a bit. It was tough. Yeah, just kind of... Kind of similar to Alien 3, just not getting along with the studio. They wanted to call some shots. And yeah, that's, yep. you know, not complete control over it. Who, he uh, loves his complete control. Who was this one? Polygram? Polygram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that studio. a polygram? Isn't that a, the, the, the lie detector test? Polygraph. 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 Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Eric. Right. I know. Eric, you dummy. No, I'm I know. Just <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, yeah, no, I totally get where you're going. <laughs> oh, okay. Also, Eric and Andy, since you loved that ambulance scene. Yeah. After the police, they load Nicholas and Christine into the ambulance. If you really listen closely... One of the police officers snickers a little bit, like they kind of laugh, and yeah. that gives away that they were involved in the game. Okay, I yeah feel like I noticed them being weird, but I thought it was like yep. a like oh these guys are just being weird, <laughs> so we're gonna be weird to them. Yeah, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, they were I acting it was... like he was really rap- uh, reprehensive about getting in the ambulance with him. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I actually don't think that's protocol either. I, Pretty it's sure not. my sister said you can't ride back there. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to. You're, you're. I'm gonna detain you. I'm like, what? Why is he gonna get detained? Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. yeah. It had to be exactly. It was really, uh, yeah, pretty obvious that you know they were yep. in on yeah. it. Yeah. No, I thought that was just interesting. I when I, once I read that, I'm like, okay, I didn't even notice that. You know, it's just such a little thing that you can really like rewind to and pick out. But yeah, no, I I didn't notice it. (laughs) And those are all the fun facts I have from IMDb. Thank you, IMDb. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you, IMDb. Thank you, IMDb. Yeah. So what have you been watching lately? Uh, Start with Eric again. Mm -hmm. Who cloned Tyrone? Yes, it is, uh, it is on Netflix. It is freaking hilarious, and uh, you need to watch it because you got to <laughs> find out who cloned Tyrone. Yeah, <laughs> who the hell cloned Tyrone? I want to know. Now. It's in the chicken. What? Okay, okay. I think I'll. Okay, so we'll probably understand once we watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's in the chicken, okay. man. Perfect. It's Same. in the chicken. It's Good. all in chicken. Good cast there, it looks like, too. John Boyega is uh, the lead there. No way. Yeah. John Boyega? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad he's in something other than Star Wars. He should, right? get, a bigger, he should get a bigger break. He was completely... He, he's definitely not typecasted because he was unrecognizable in this movie. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I'm excited awesome. now. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. What else, Eric? Let's see. What else? Uh, I watched this movie called, uh, hunger. It's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, 
what the menu should have been. Like it has a lot more exposition on like, you know, this kind of crazy chef and everything. It's like a it's like a Chinese movie, but it's actually really well dubbed. Okay. So you, you can watch it and dub to yourself or whatever you want to do. But like it's really well dubbed, uh, but it's actually really good. Uh, Hunger. Hunger. Eric? Yeah. Uh, what what year is that? Do you know? Is that recent? I, it's recent. Okay. Eric, do we, do we need to fight now? Because what? you, uh, you, th- you thought that should have been the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to comment on it, but I also disagree. I liked the menu a lot. I like the menu a lot. I did not like the menu because it it was too it was too much, man. It's just like I get this guy's insane. But like, (laughs) why the fuck do you gotta fucking shoot a guy? And like, oh man, it's it was okay. I mean, it was good. I just thought it was gonna be more um and a less more or less uh I wanted to know like more things and I didn't get it. So I'm salty. Okay. That's pretty so much Eric, all it is. Eric, Celebration all you, of food though. Yes. And all you need to know are the stars in it. Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. Lines, and Nicholas Holt. They were stunning in that movie. Yeah. I thought Ray Fiennes, he can play a hell of a like just psychopath. Like, I mean, hey, the guy was Voldemort. He was. Yeah. Yeah. So I I love him. Always do. But okay, I I can see what you're saying. It's not for everybody, I would say. Check out this hunger one different thriller. I mean, yeah, it was really good cast and everything. It was good. It was just uh like it was just like I feel like it ended like lacklusterly i don't don't know like yeah okay it's just not my favorite no no this hunger is on netflix it looks like yeah okay yeah okay i want to check it out now both on netflix i guess i've just been like browsing netflix and these are the movies i've been watching (laughs) yeah yeah i'll check that one out huh andy what have you been watching all right we'll continue the same order here i've been watching a lot so as you guys know i just got back from uh, Utah for a little bit, and I actually watched yeah. so many movies on the trip that I've been mm-hmm. catching up to. I want to recommend a related one first. I'm going to be kind of a cop out and recommend uh, Fincher's Fight Club as well, because I feel like it most mirrors the game in my mind. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's other movies I know where the character just goes insane, thinking that everyone's in on it. But that mm-hmm. was the closest one that I could really think of uh, of when when he's running around and talking to people and he's like, "But you're the guy." And so <laughs> fair. So fair. We'll you're the guy. Fight Club again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for unrelated uh, ones, you're Tyler lately. I found a new horror movie that blew me away, probably on the same level, if not a little higher than Barbarian. It's called Ooh. Pearl. Ooh, Pearl. It's yes. 2022 sequel or a prequel to X. X. Yes. The, uh, the porno murder movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> X. So That's how you can describe it. Yeah. I did not enjoy X. 
No. I dislike it. Andy. Okay. Both of you are on my shit list right now. Swear to God. But Pearl was redeeming to me, and it makes me feel like I need to go back and watch X again. Because watch X again. This movie was stunning. Mia Goth has some amazing monologues throughout this movie that just had me like glued to the screen. She has acting chops, doesn't she? She certainly does. I, mm-hmm. I hope to see her in a lot more stuff in the future. Oh, same. She she absolutely killed it. So I'm going to watch X again, see if it improved from this one. Watch X know. again. The porno murder. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> lost. I have no idea what you guys are Eric, talking about. Eric, you know what? Once you watch these two movies, you'll totally understand what Andy's saying. I'm sure yep. I will, but like... Can you? It's Can just you like with them? no context. It's just like... <laughs> A porno murder mystery? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, okay. So so with X, it's not a spoiler, but the premise is a group of people go to this farmyard that is owned by this older couple, which Pearl is the wife, and she's got a husband. I can't remember his name, but they try and film a porno out there. And the old couple realizes it, you know, and they start killing. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. So are they in the same realm? So is like, is Pearl a sequel to that movie? Yes. Uh, It's a prequel. It's prequel story of the killerous, the murderous old lady. And like, which is named Pearl. So it's Mia Goth is in X. And she is one of the main characters, like filming the porno. Yeah. And at the same time in X, she Mia Goth plays the older woman that is the wife, but she's in old old makeup and stuff. So it's like it's kind of the kind of the same person in a way, you know. Like, oh. and then Mia Goth is in Pearl, and she plays Pearl, the old woman, younger this time and kind of shows her origins like why she's crazy and shit like that you know okay yeah Yeah. and then um they'll have uh maxine which is the third part of the trilogy coming out here hopefully early next year i hope three cool yeah and it's going so that will be the sequel to x not a prequel it'll be a sequel to x uh, following a character from X. Oh, oh okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I will have to add that to my list. I didn't even hear about that one. Yeah, add Maxine. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's with three X's because, you know, porn. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Found it. Maxine with three X's. <laughs> yes. it looks like it's same yeah director, it same like. director yeah uh, yep. it's got me a goth ty yeah, west. that's the one ty west yeah. yeah yep and the first the first movie x it kind of feels like a texas chainsaw massacre in the right way there's been too many texas chainsaws that are bad yeah yeah you know, admit, done for sure i haven't seen the original i haven't i know people hold it in high regard but, you know, eventually, hopefully, I'll watch it. But X, uh, it gives I, that feeling. I've seen all of them, and it's the same as Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. They're very cheesy okay. now to watch. 
now. And anything past the first one is just bad. But like it's I, very it's just slashers. I don't know. If you like slashers, yeah. they're good. I love slashers when they're good. <laughs> when they're decent, when they're good quality. Yeah. I like, I hate I hate Friday the thirteenth. I feel like slashers <laughs> are just synonymous with just cheese and just bad acting yep. and uh, yeah. bad writing. They yeah, always have to have some really uh really I want to say uh, revealing uh, sex scenes in them. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. time. Yeah. That was definitely a trope like back then. Kevin and... Bacon, uh, the the girl he was sleeping with on Friday the 13th, I forgot her name, mm-hmm. had to get a release from her parents because she was underage to do the sex scene. Oh, Damn. wonderful. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's uh, weird. Uh, yeah. And I, I will tell you guys that Scream the like the franchise as a whole i'll say is like very near and dear to my heart and that is a slasher franchise obviously so mm-hmm. slashers can be done right but yeah a lot of the originals like i can't believe friday the 13th the original like compared to halloween the original mm-hmm. wow i would put halloween <laughs> many steps above that it's yeah. insane you know, the, that's the new, how to do a slasher. The new Scream TV show uh, definitely did it right, in my opinion. Uh, who, oh, you think? Yep, I did. West, I did watch a couple seasons of those. Uh, Ty West did a couple episodes of that, too. Oh, no way. Okay, I didn't know that. Thanks, Andy. Okay. Yeah, I really like that one. Uh, I was not as happy with the, fir- uh, the third season, but the first two, like, blew me away. It's very good. I will tell you that when the Scream series was coming out, I was very, very, very hyper against it because I'm like, this isn't the fucking ghost face mask. What are they doing? What are they trying to do here? Fuck them, you know? But, you know, I did watch the first couple seasons. They they were like decent, you know, um, but nothing can, nothing can beat the movies. You know, I'm just going to say that. But Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Love that movie, actually. Even though it was cheesy as it was, like it was Wes Craven. Wes Craven just knew how to do it. I did not care for the original Friday the Thirteenth. I didn't even finish the movie. I was so angered, <laughs> honestly. And I like I don't mean to sound pretentious about it. It's just that I was, I was bored. I was, and I understand for the time, maybe you know. But now I, yeah, I couldn't get on board with it. Hmm. So I do have two other movies. I won't go too in depth about them, but okay. these are both ones that I had very low expectations for, mm-hmm. and was pleasantly surprised with both. Not not great movies, but I thought both were better than what the media had set. Uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, okay, wasn't perfect, but I still no. enjoyed it more than you know some DC stuff. Is it Pedro <laughs> then, Pascal? Well, I asked. Uh, yeah, uh, he's, yeah. he's good. He's always good. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Ooh. Um, it's got the, Bodies, uh, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Pete Davidson is in it. Yep. In a small role. And then uh, mm-hmm. the girl from Bottoms is in it. I can't remember her name. Uh, Rachel Senwa, if that's how you pronounce it. Senate. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah, a very young cast. They're all uh, Gen Xers, I believe. 
mm-hmm. just a slasher movie that had no expectations going into it or uh, poor expectations, I guess. And it was pleasantly surprising. So I loved it. And what a twist. Yeah, it yeah, it it goes some good places. I liked it. It has a really good take on Gen X in general. It does. It really does. I think we're our generation is depicted a lot now in media now that we're getting to acting age. We're not portrayed very well, like no. portrayed very media obsessed. And this movie yeah. does it too, shows very obsessions with phones. And But I think they, they show some really good qualities of our generation as well that are very underrepresented. Yeah. Underrepresented mm-hmm. media. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a, a recommend. I think all those are on Showtime because that's all I had over the last week. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah, today I just checked out um, Villains. It's a movie on Hulu right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it came in, came out in 2019. It's with Bill Skarsgård. And I can't remember the actress's name to save my life, but she was in it follows she was the main actress Ooh, i like that one yes yes and it was a horror thriller comedy i would say and guys i will say there's not a movie that i found the same tone in (laughs) honestly like it is very unique and it uses quite a bit of tones like i said horror thriller comedy also guys i you know, I'm a sensitive guy. I'll say it. Uh, <laughs> but I I almost started tearing up at one part. Like, it, it's also, it's got heart in it. And it, it, like, I really appreciated that it showed Bill Skarsgård's range. Because I feel like a lot of people just rope him into the horror genre. With, you know, being Pennywise and it being in Barbarian and stuff like that. But, wow. No, he can be funny, too. And genuine. This description for the movie reminds me a lot of Don't Breathe. <laughs> and guess what, though? it it People compare it a lot to Barbarian. Okay, then I will definitely enjoy this one. But also, yeah. like, it's not completely like Barbarian. But yeah, Andy, just like you said, I would compare it to kind of Don't Breathe and stuff like that. But man, and also, at times, it's very creepy, genuinely. You know, it's like just got a bunch of different feelings to it and it all fits together. Thankfully, it's not out of sorts. It's very good, guys. So check that one out. Usually when you see uh, something that uh, is like of those kind of like vast different like vibes, like horror thriller comedy mm-hmm. like you you see like it mainly thrive in one does like does this movie like kind of succeed in all those categories or like is just is it like kind of one more than the others or i'd say i'd say it succeeds in all of them and i totally know what you're saying so yeah they do like it doesn't all fit together but for this one that's why i said like all of these genres and feelings they do i feel like they do go hand in hand okay somehow some way that's why i was very impressed with it 
Yes. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'll have no, to check I, that out. Villains. Villains. I loved it, guys. You got to check it out. I, I laughed. I almost cried. <laughs> and I was almost like I was very terrified at points. So, yeah, like a lot of emotions going through. Yeah. This one's on freebie, so I'll probably watch this tonight, actually. There you All go. Right. Do it. Do it, Andy. Promise. So done with Loki season two now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, do it. Do it. And text me as soon as yeah. soon as you watch it. Okay. Um, and also, I another another movie on Hulu. Hulu's killing it right now. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say Hulu's like, you know, they don't have the complete catalog. Like I've told you guys, like I do feel like Max has usually the best catalog. But that's true. Especially yeah. over the last couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Hulu, though, I did. I watched another. It was a horror movie. I don't know why I'm still on horror movies, guys. I think I think it was because my wife was gone. So I'm like, OK, I'll get my shit in. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'll get my stuff in. So I watched uh, Cobweb. Have you guys oh, heard Cobweb. of that one? Cobweb. No. It huh. just came out in theaters like a couple months ago, and now it's for free. Okay. So uh, there we go. Andy, you – or no, Eric, you watched Gen B, didn't you? I have, yes. And you've seen The Boys. Okay. I have. Homelander, Tony Starr. Yeah. He is the dad in Cobweb. Oh, man. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, now you're with me. All right. Interesting. But is he, yeah, is he, he play like the same type of character that dude, he usually dude. plays? He is creepy and intimidating. Of All course. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's going to so up your alley. Yes. Okay. So this one I would say is more closely related to Barbarian. In is there any, any adult breastfeeding scenes in no, this? No. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck you, no, guys. You, you've already given me Anthony Starr and Barbarian. Okay, okay, <laughs> so, all right. Okay, okay. You, you get those hints. Oh you my get god, those... you fuck. Yeah, I just realized this happened twice now. Andy, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I just, I didn't even, I wasn't even paying attention. I thought that was just weird to see that in Barbarian and weird to see that in the boys, but I didn't even think about that until now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scarred. Quit. No, nothing <laughs> happened like that in this one. All right, I swear. I swear. Okay. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right. No, Cobweb does not have any of that, but it is, it's associated with Barbarian in the kind of tone. And it honestly really surprised me. It really surprised me as a movie. I, I didn't know where it would lead at all. And then once it hits it, you're going to understand why I say Barbarian in the same sentence. And I thought it was a very good low key movie. Um, I wouldn't say it was perfect, but it was it was very good. Tony Starr, like he kills it. The the kid actor that plays his kid, he did very well actually too. Yeah, and uh, you'll recognize the mom as well. She, oh man, she's been in the interview. She's been a new girl. She's a she's usually a funny actress. Oh, it's not um, not the main girl from New Girl, is it? Uh, no, no, it's not Zoe Deschanel. Deschanel, yeah. She, uh, this girl played Nick's girlfriend. She was a lawyer. Oh, a little bit. Yes, you know what I'm saying, Andy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, her. that's one of my guilty pleasure shows. I like New Girl. Oh, I love New Girl, Andy. I think we've talked about it before. And hey, we can obsess over it together. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a comfort show. But yeah, I think that's really it. I'm kind of going through the House of Usher the, for the second time through. 
And that's really about it. Just to kind of process it more because it was Mike. Mike Flanagan really does get deep into stuff. And I just want to know all the complexities of his mind, honestly. <laughs> that was uh, that was uh, really a surprising show to watch. Like I was Eric, you immediately. I did. Yeah. All like, of it? Uh, all of it. I, I think yes. I did it over like the course of a weekend. Like I couldn't. I couldn't put you it couldn't down. Put it down. Did you? you no. Okay. So did you? It was did so you love good. it? I loved it. Yeah, dude, awesome, awesome. That was Check like the Marvel best shit. show I've seen in like a long time. Honestly, thank you. thank you. Yes, like that's why I said we we need to get him out there and people to know. Yeah, like, he, he is changing the horror genre for sure. He's he's amazing, and if you're a Poe fan, it is perfect for you. Absolutely. Yeah, we also need more of these uh, shorter limited series shows, limited series. Yeah, too. Yes. it's like it's a lot mm-hmm. easier to digest. It's like it's kind of hard it for is. me to get into something when I see there's eight seasons with like I 20 know. episodes in each season. Know. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't I don't have time for all that. I mean, no. come on. No. Yeah, these limited series are easily digestible and it's kind of like one long movie. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's I I really enjoyed that. So wait, you you haven't seen any other Flanagan stuff, right? Like Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor. I haven't. I've I've heard about these and I'm going to make an effort to get into these other ones too. But um, Okay, Eric, if you loved Fall of House of Usher, you better, better hop on that shit. Hop on at least Hill House. Start with Hill House. Hill House. It's just called Haunting Hill House. Hill House. Haunting, Haunting of, of Hill House. Okay. Yes. Sorry, I was kind of shortening it there. But all right. What yeah. about those? Um, that has nothing to do with those. Um, those mystery, murder mysteries, right? Or Haunting in Venice? Is that what I'm thinking of? No, no, no. no. Those are the new Agatha Christie remakes yeah. with uh, yeah. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. yeah. He directs <laughs> and he stars in them. Yep. Similar name, no relation. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. no, it, and it's only Haunting in Venice, by the way. It's just the third movie that just came out, but I get what you're saying, yeah. But no, that is a murder mystery, last. right? Am I? Am yes. I, okay. Yes. Yeah, that's the uh, same <laughs> yeah. series as Murder on the Orient Express. and um, That's what it was. And, uh, yeah. Death on the Nile. Nile. Yeah. Death on and the Nile and all that stuff. stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. The yeah, those ones are good. Yeah. Like classic stories. Oh, uh, Definitely. No, I oh man, Eric, I'm so glad you watched Fall of House of Usher. Ah, me and, too, man. And guess who is left to watch it? Andy, I'm looking at you. Hey, when I get Netflix again, it'll be the first thing I watch. Yeah. Okay. You'll okay. regret it. You have two recommendations right here. I'm not crazy. You got this. All right. <laughs> also, uh speaking of like limited series that are like yeah. really good, um, have you seen Archive eighty one? no no i've heard of it though that's a really good one is it good okay okay yeah on my watch list right away then archive yeah you like you like thrillers that is right up your alley that is that is like the most mind-bending uh thrillers i've seen in a long time perfect all right i am i think i've seen the first episode of this one really yeah it's so good it it gets 81 eric yeah Archive eighty one. It starts off kind of slow, but you y- you get into it. 
Perfect. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think of some upcoming things though to kind of let people know about uh, Watch, uh, know... Thanksgiving when it comes out. Of course. Oh, I'm <laughs> so excited for Thanksgiving. Yep. Eli Roth. Let's go. My wife just went to the new Hunger Game. Ooh, Hunger yeah. Game. I've got the Ballad of uh, uh, Snakes and something else. Snakes and songbirds. Songbirds. <laughs> Songbirds and snakes. Uh, I can't got a friend that. going to that tonight, so I'm waiting to hear how it is. Um, Nell thought it was really good, but obviously with a three-part, I think it's three parts type of book, oh, no. they really had to condense it. But she said it was really enjoyable. Okay, it's like, just going to be a yeah. single movie, right? Yeah, kind of just compact. Yeah, she kind of thought it should be two parts, but after she kind of read a synopsis of the book, because she didn't read the book before going she read all the hunger games but not that one and after reading the synopsis of the book she said most of it made sense still so yeah and also a friend that went with her i think they enjoyed it too so yeah no i'm really excited to check it out too i just i wanted them to get a girl's day you know and that's when i stayed in behind and watched villains and yeah it sounds like it worked out for both of you guys I think so. Yeah, we both checked out new movies today. That's good. I I I liked Hunger Games as a series, but I hope this doesn't reboot anything. I'm like, sh- just let series die. Come up with new ideas, please. Oh well, you know this one is a prequel, so yeah. it's yep. it's okay. You know, I think. And once she did get home, we started rewatching the Hunger Games on Peacock. They got all three yeah. on there, and yeah, no, yeah. I, and it just brought me back, you know, because I loved the books growing up and I loved the first movie, at least. I can't really remember Catching Fire and Mockingjay, so I have to rewatch those ones. But uh, Catching Fire is really good. Mockingjay is, of course. I think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not definitely. Yeah, with uh, Christmas coming up next month, uh, it doesn't even exist for another five days until Thanksgiving hits in my mind. Uh, I wanted to pick out a good holiday movie for Christmas, try to be somewhat in the theme. So I picked a castaway with because technically it's not really a Christmas movie, but I've heard it takes place during Christmas and I still haven't seen it. So you haven't, bro. (laughs) So that's what you haven't seen it and you're choosing it. (laughs) Yeah. It's the perfect movie going to Christmas and, Find something new. <laughs> I can't think of Castaway and Christmas in the same sentence, but all right, okay, uh, yeah. it's still great. I'll, I'll mean, watch I'll, it for we'll the first still time. Watch it. I I haven't seen it either, Andy. So wait, in, you both haven't seen no, it? No, I know, Eric. Don't, <laughs> don't you dare. Hey, you we talked cast- about plenty that you haven't seen. All right, <laughs> but this this is Castaway. This is different, though. I know. I love Tom Hanks. I just haven't seen it. Wilson. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're in for a treat. Okay. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm ready for it. It'll be a good good Christmas present for both of us and to finally catch up on a classic. Yeah, let's open it up. (laughs) I hope you're uh, okay with the feeling of dread and loneliness. (laughs) There's just a lot of that. Wonderful. I live in that every day. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it right, well. takes place on Christmas Day, so it, it's somewhat fitting. 
Sweet. Okay. Fits. Yeah. He's uh he's, he works for FedEx. And yeah. so Wonderful. Yeah. That's where my fucking Delivering packages went. Christmas. Yeah, that's where that's where your package went. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys have any Christmas movies you want to recommend to us or just any other movies you want us to cover, we have a Discord link in the description. Uh it's probably the easiest way to chat with us in real time down there. Or you can chat with us on Instagram at Hazardous Opinions Pod. Or we have a Gmail, uh, hazardousopinionspod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, uh, give us some stars to help our happiness going into the Christmas season on Spotify. And check out Hunter's Movie Mondays at HunterStrickland42 on Instagram. He posts some very good, succinct reviews on there <laughs> to give you good synopsis of movies to, to check out. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, no, yeah, go and follow me, guys. Um, I just want to reach as many people as possible, you know. So, I yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, of course. And then look forward to, uh, yeah, December when Castaway comes out. Yes, sir. If somebody comes up to you and they give you a little note that says CRS on it, um, say no thank you kindly and then uh, walk kindly. away. I don't care how yes. close they are to you. I don't it care might be if it's worth a birthday it. gift. Just yeah, I don't. don't no. Just especially no. if it's a birthday gift. Yeah, yeah well, especially. Okay. With Christmas coming up, if it's a Christmas gift, run the other direction. Right? Yeah. You open you open up your gift and, you know, you just get a little invitation thing. It says CRS on it. You just <laughs> throw it in their face and say, I never want to see you again. And then yes. go drive your car off a cliff. Yeah, don't do I don't. don't I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you meet Michael Douglas or Sean Penn. Just don't. Just don't. Really, just if don't there's any it. clowns involved in trying to get you into a game, just don't do it. Yeah. Just, oh, I mean, man. the whole clown things. I mean, that was they're clowning, dog. You know what I mean? So, yeah. At least this it, wasn't Jigsaw. Yes. And if you're you a crappy, if you're a crappy rich person, just be better. All right. Yeah. Be better. Get good. Yeah. Get good. Get good. Okay. See you guys. See ya. Hi guys. Thanks everybody for listening.